Okay, guys, welcome back to the Bread and Butter podcast. We are back in the saddle. I really, really miss this. I will say, I really did have every intention of just like staying all up to date, but honestly, things have been a little bit wild lately. So today, we're just going to be catching up. So thank you to everyone who has continued to listen to other episodes, but we're going to be jumping back on the horse for the rest of the summer, and I'm super excited to get back on my podcasting routine. So we're going to catch up. I'll be explaining kind of my absence and then we'll be ending with a good old want, eat, watch, read because I have a lot to say and it really has been just a really long time. So the things going on, there's a lot. So just hang with me, friends. First of all, we went to Boston. That was a long time ago. I feel like that was like a million years ago, but this is kind of how it all started. It just kind of started with this trip. So we went to Boston. So we took a trip to Boston for Trenton for his graduation gift. One of his dreams was to see Fenway Park, and he's a huge baseball fan, so I surprised him with tickets. And when I say that I surprised him with tickets, what I mean is that I bought them, I kept them a secret for like a month, and then I literally blew my own cover because we were driving somewhere, and I was like, oh, by the way, like, do you you have work off for Boston, right? And he was like, what? And I was like, what? And after that, I just knew, like, the trade was over. Like, I didn't even make it to Christmas. Trent and I have this ongoing war where I love surprises. I love to give surprises. I love gifts to be a secret. And Trenton was the kid who was like shaking Christmas presents, which for me is unfathomable. Shaking Christmas presents in my little head was like a deep, deep transgression. Like I would not even let myself think about what I thought my parents got me for Christmas growing up just in case I was too sleuthy for my own good and just guessed it and like ruined my own Christmas. So anyway, I ruined the surprise, but Boston was amazing. It was just one of those trips where you were like, okay, like traveling is important. It just, everyone needs to travel. And I know it's like not that far or exotic, but it was like a different place, a different culture than what I was used to. And I loved it. I loved every single second. It was full of so much history, which for me is like a major plus. I was geeking out. There was, you know, the beautiful like red brick and the architecture was amazing. And, you know, all of these really cool like old churchyards with old graves. And we did like this ghost tour, which was like kind of cheesy, but also like really scary. Um, We saw the little women house, the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. We actually found Louisa May Alcott's grave, um, which was amazing. For my little women lovers out there, I just have to say, Louisa May Alcott, I've, I've come to the conclusion she was even more of a baller than I thought. And like going in, I already was like, not well, like going to her house. I was like, I cannot believe we're here. Like we pulled up. I expected us to like travel through this like amazing countryside. No, we literally pulled up. They're like, okay. Like the Uber driver was like, Hey, here you are. And it's like, "Mm, what? But it was beautiful. I loved it. We went through the whole house going through her actual room was a highlight for sure. So they take us up to her room and they tell us about, they show us this desk. Um, Her dad had built her her own desk, which seems like, you know, whatever, like a big deal. Of course she had a desk, but then they told us that like having her own desk was like pretty radical. Like it was kind of socially improper in those times for women to have their own desk, like let alone a writing desk, because who knows what could happen if she were allowed to have the time to sit there and think of things and write. Um, And then the first page of Little Women was just there on the desk in her handwriting. And it just kind of made me like a little bit emotional. I spent like, I spent a good portion of my like working life writing. And besides like being my work, it's also one of my passions. So I was just thinking, you know, about this girl in these like colonial times sitting at her own desk, 
up in her room just writing for hours like she ended up she ended up supporting her entire family in the end with her with her work her dad was like often in and out of a job so her work was really the only thing that like ever gave that family like financial stability and then this this got me too when her first book was published she bought herself her own writing desk like graduated up to her own desk that she bought with her own money and I just loved that it just seemed like such a power move I talk about that all the time on here but I think here's my thing this is what I thought when I just I've been thinking about all of this. I think that women everywhere just kind of need to like take a note from that. Like there's often this, you know, too common like martyrs complex that's really easy to fall into, especially as a woman. I think even if you're like willingly providing or making money for your family to not do anything for yourself. I feel like there's this like misconception that if you do, it's not like a real sacrifice or a real gift. And I obviously I don't love that. So I love that she treated herself to something like, granted, like a very like essential part of her work. So, you know, it's not like this crazy spot A, but still, I just loved the whole experience. Um, we walked everywhere, which was so fun. I felt like I was like living my like hot girl walk dreams. I felt like there was like this secret sisterhood. Like we all knew that we were on like our hot girl walks, but no one wanted to say it. So it's just all these cool like Boston city girls out to like get their groceries or on their summer walks. And it was just so fun. Like it was I mean, we were really glad to, like, get back to our car after, like, a week of walking, like, six or seven miles a day. But I will say, I was kind of digging the city walking vibe. We were, like, looking it up and reading that, like, on average, like, people who live in, in, like, big cities are generally, like, more mentally healthy because they spend all of this time walking. And honestly, it makes sense. They end up, like, walking with friends. They spend, like, a good portion of their day walking outside. So, yeah, we got back from our trip in Boston. And then we basically had like two weeks to pack up our house before we moved. So spoiler alert, we moved. So I was working like crazy. Trenton was being an angel. He packed up our whole house and he cleaned like only Trenton can. And we were just kind of like running wild with our heads cut off. My sister graduated. Um, Just all of those like May things. We just wanted to spend a ton of time with family. Um, And it just hit us so fast. And then we kind of wanted to do, we went on one last trip for a while um and we went with my family to Mexico which was so fun so it was kind of the first time in a little bit that my whole family had been together my mom is a fantastic trip planner so it was it was just so so good for me like I took work off obviously I deleted all social media I have to say to all of my dating girls out there be with someone that you can be with your family and with them if that makes sense someone that like makes hanging out with your family even more fun I know that's not always like a choice that you have. You know, I mean, obviously I'm aware that we got really lucky and we both have amazing supportive families, but you know, maybe your family isn't a great place for you, but I know those situations are real, but I have to say that being with my family and with Trenton, we were just in a beautiful place. I was like off my phone completely for a week. It was amazing. Like, I just felt like I was with all of my people. I didn't really have to try hard with anything. I was just myself and it just felt so safe and good. Like, I want that for all of my sisters, all of you dating friends. I tell my sisters all the time that being with someone that, like, makes you appreciate your family more and makes hanging out with them easy and fun is the way to go. Like, you deserve that. So, it was really great. Here's a side note also. Turns out, once you've, like, detoxed, I hate that word usually, but I feel like when it comes to social media, it, like, is valid. Once you've detoxed for a while from social media, then apparently that's like when you like remember how to relax for me, at least like I found myself like just sitting in the sand, like looking at all the different colors of the particles of sand or 
laying on the couch just listening to the ocean and I was like Kate this is actually relaxing like I genuinely feel like on the daily things that are generally like irritating to me or boring or just like make me antsy is usually just because I'm so revved up from being on my phone so I'd love to like start having like a time like in like a week out of the month where I just like delete my personal Instagram and just stay off it for like a week so I might I might just be doing that so stay tuned so that was Mexico so we flew home from Mexico tried to sleep for a couple hours and then we literally just woke up and Trenton went to go pick up the U-Haul and our friends and our family came and we just started loading up the U-Haul it was wild but it was it was actually one of those like core memory days like I can see it so vividly in my mind and I think I'll remember it forever we packed everything up it was so hot we were all sweating like through our shirts but it was just so beautiful like Trenton and I took a moment and we like went back into the house by ourselves this was our first house that we'd lived in together and we walked through it we just kind of cried and we like stood for a moment in every room and just kind of thought about all the good times and you know all the things that had changed while we were in this house and then we shut the door and we locked it and we just said goodbye to our family which honestly was worse it was worse than saying goodbye to the house um but I wanted to kind of dive into this so let's let's talk about how it's been to move because I am 23 years old and I've never lived more than like 10 minutes away from my mom truly like which I feel like is not that uncommon for where I lived not that it really matters I don't really care like but the point is I feel like I've always just kind of been a homebody like when I was in early college I remember my parents being like hey like do you want to look into these study abroad options? You could go on like this service trip. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. Like I shut it down so fast. Like the thought of being far away, of not being with my people, of just like being on my own was gen like generally just like kind of like intolerable to me. So I'm not out here trying to be one of those like cool travel girlies who like has all of this experience flying and booking cars from themselves and like living out of a backpack. Like that is not me. Like I've gotten to the point where I do love to travel, but even that gives me high levels of anxiety. So moving was like a huge slap in the face. It was very much uncharted territory. So that being said, I'm just going to be honest. The night before we moved, I'm kind of granted this is like after a day of flying home and flying home is the worst. So we got home. I cried coming into the valley where we lived. Um, We walked into our house and there were just boxes everywhere and I was so tired and I just kind of poor Trenton this man just he sat down with me I laid on the floor just kind of cried and I had been telling people like up to this point like oh like we're so ready like I'm so excited it'll be so good I feel like I had a script at this point like I even remember being like oh I've already just kind of cried it out like we're ready to go because we've known about the move for a long time like we knew it was coming this was not like a recent development so that was true like to an extent But when it came down to it, I was really, really scared. I have no, like, I had no doubts that Trenton and I would be okay, like, just the two of us. But I was so scared to be without my siblings, to feel like I was missing out. Um, Both Trenton and I are really close to our families. I'm the oldest, so I've always really just kind of enjoyed that place of being the oldest. You know, I get to show up at things for my siblings and listen to them about their lives and It's such a huge part of my identity as a person that I felt like I was losing it and I felt like I was losing them. And not to mention, I usually call my mom at least once a day with like any little convenience or like funny anecdote I can muster, 
truly just because I'd love to chat with her. We So we left. We drove for about four days. Also, if you know me well, I just would love you to imagine me driving in a car for four days. It was a little bit wild. At one point, I remember I was like holding Benny. So Benny was loose in the car. because He was underneath like my legs. I was holding him down underneath there with one like leg. And then I had a piece of bread balanced on my knee. And I was trying to spread like Nutella on it with a fork because we didn't like want to stop for food that often. So we would just kind of go. That that was the situation. I'll just give you kind of an insight to what our lives were looking like. Um, but overall, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like I dreaded this trip for months, but we were with Trent's dad who was driving the U-Haul, which was super fun. He's one of our favorite people. Benny adores him. So the first day we would just drive for a while. We'd be like talking and laughing and then it would just hit us and we would just cry for a while. And we would kind of like switch off crying. Um, and then one of us would say, like say something dumb. We'd say something cool outside and then like things would be okay again. And then for a few hours, I'd cry again for a while. Um, but I was texting a friend who knows me well and she was just checking in on the drive and how things were going. And I was like, I'm fine. It's okay. But like, I'm, I'm homesick. I'm really homesick. And she shared this quote and I'm just going to read it because I loved it so much. It's from the movie Brooklyn. Um, it says homesickness is like any other sickness. It will make you feel terrible for a while and then it moves on to someone else. So that's just kind of been my mantra lately. And obviously, and actually at this point, like I've been feeling great, not actually that homesick. Um, I still talk to my family every day. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I feel like this is a good thing to share because everyone is always going through new changes and, you know, finding new places and new stages of life. So I wanted to share it. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of how I had to take it. I had to take it like I had like a stomach bug or something, but we're now we're here. We are in North Carolina. Um, Trenton's doing a graduate program down here. And so far things have been really amazing. So it's an entirely different field than like what I'm used to. I know, you know, we were in the bubble, but it's actually been the best. We went to this like really phenomenal farmer's market that alone healed my soul. I was, I posted this on Instagram, but if you put market in front of any where I will be there, I will be at any market with bells on. So everyone has like these really adorable Southern accents and they're like, you get you some tomatoes. And I'm like, oh, I've arrived. This is living. But I'm kind of hoping that I'll pick up like a cute Southern accent. So stay tuned. We did see fireflies on our first night. I mean, we see them all the time now, but like first night we saw fireflies and I like dragged Trenton outside and I was like, look. Like, that is amazing. Like, we are going to be okay. Um, And I don't want to get too deep on this because I would love to do a whole episode on, like, moving from one stage of life to the next because I have a lot of thoughts and I think it would be a fun episode to do with Trent. But I did just want to touch on it because, honestly, if there's anyone out there who has struggled with travel or moving or really anything, I just want to be open about what I struggle with, but also about the good experiences that I've had. So, as always, I want to hear from you. So, if you need to vent... My DMs are open. We can talk about moving or new stages of life or whatever. But now for the main, the main course. We're going to get into some want, eat, watch reads because it's been way too long since I threw my opinions out to you guys. Also, just a reminder, I want to hear from you. I just said this, but if you have any of these, a want, an eat, and watch a read, please send it to me. I would love to feature it. It's more interesting to have more than just what I think. (laughs) So definitely send those to me, but we'll start off with a want and my want right now. I actually genuinely feel like right now I'm a kind of a happy camper. 
I'm really having fun like exploring this area, kind of a new phase of life. I'm always like trying to, you know, work on little things and like I want to be better all the time. But besides that, I, I'm really doing well. I don't really have like a want right now besides the fact that I feel like I'm overwhelmed with feeling like I need to like go and see and do all of the things try all of the restaurants, go to all of the spots. I'm kind of like an excessive researcher. So when we figured out that we would be moving, you know that I hit Pinterest hard, I hit Google so hard, and I made this like massive bucket list. So besides like wanting more time and just dollars to go and do everything, I'm doing good. Um, Eat. So obviously as busy as things have been, you know, I haven't been skimping on my eating. So that's one thing that I did not let slip. (laughs) I'm not out here just, I mean, besides my, I kind of hit a low spot with that one Nutella sandwich in the car. But other than that, here are a couple things that I've been loving. First of all, in Mexico, I kind of rediscovered tahin. So it's spelled T-A-J-I-N, I believe. Is there two N's? I think just one. And now putting it on pineapple makes me feel some kind of way. So we have a huge bottle in our cupboard now. And if you haven't tried it, I feel like it is the epitome of like summer fruit, like the best way to eat summer fruit. So I would say try it on mangoes too, because I saw that a lot in Mexico, but I can't eat those. Makes my throat swell. So we're going with pineapple. You can do it on cucumbers. I kind of want to try it on watermelon. I will say it kind of gives salting your grapefruit vibes which normally I'm like, absolutely not, but I'm, I'll allow it with tahini. I've been really enjoying it. So try that. The next thing I've been loving is avocado pudding. Do not gag at me. Okay. This has been giving me life and I'm not one of those girls who mashes up avocado, puts cocoa in it and calls it pudding. Okay. That is chocolate guacamole. And as far as I'm concerned, it's grounds for jail time. So this is actually pudding. I literally just freeze the avocado in chunks and then I add it to a blender with instant chocolate pudding and milk and then I top it with Cool Whip because Cool Whip makes my world go round. Plus, there's a lot of fun things like fiber and fast that keeps me full. So, genuinely, a win-win. Really been enjoying that. Other things. Rotisserie chicken. Holy moly. When was the last time you had rotisserie chicken? I was kind of feeling just like chill, earthy vibes the other night. So, Also, cooking is like super, super hot here. So we had just a bunch of like fruit and like potatoes and lettuce. And then I just threw rotisserie chicken on the side. And I was like, this is living. This, this is it. And Trenton was like, I have never felt so close to Mother Earth. So, so simple. So good. We're keeping things simple over here this summer. I'm really actually kind of living for it. So actually, I will confess one other cooking endeavor that is not simple, but that I'm attempting I told you guys a while ago that I um, am allergic to wheat, so things like breadsticks, rolls, dinner rolls just haven't really been a thing for me, but I have decided I love to cook, love to bake. There's no reason why I cannot figure out gluten-free baking, so I have been attempting rolls. Tried my first roll, gluten-free roll recipe this last Sunday. It was heartbreaking, to say the least. Um, Did not cry, but probably could have also knocked out an intruder with the rolls that I made. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully they'll be better next week. I am determined. So maybe I'll post about those for any of my gluten-free friends. Um, On to watch. Okay, I have been being told by everyone in my life, I feel like, for quite a while to watch Moulin Rouge. We usually really like Baz Luhrmann. 
Trenton especially is a huge fan of Baz Luhrmann. He did like, what did he even do? He did a Romeo and Juliet. He did um, Great Gatsby. Um, but yeah, he loves, Trent loves Baz Luhrmann, but he loves Ewan McGregor even more. So Moulin Rouge was a must. We watched it a couple days ago. I haven't ever done recreational drugs, but the opening 20 minutes of Moulin Rouge is what I imagine tripping on acid would be like. So that aside, after that, I actually genuinely liked the movie. It was really good. Ewan did well. Nothing can beat the song, your song. It was all great. So there were a lot of points that made me really think about like show business and love and all of the ins and outs of relationships and like truly what it would be like to be a woman at that time. But this is nothing. Nothing in comparison to all of the other shows just competing for my attention. This is, we are living this summer. Like, do you know how blessed we are this summer with the shows coming out, with the shows we've already been seeing? So let's, let's just dive right in. Starting off with Top Gun. Loved Loved Top Gun. I haven't seen the first one, so that's on our list now. Did I stuff toilet paper in my ears like a weirdo? Because I knew the plane noises would give me stress. I did do that. But I also really, really enjoyed the entire show. It was giving me, like, wholesome vibes. It was also giving, like, feel-good sports show with, like, inspirational coach. Not quite Ted Lasso level, because that's out of sight, but kind of the like the whole sports team is like super attractive vibes the coach is like an old legend you know the ones I'm talking about it's giving those vibes I I don't want to spoil so I'll move on but next stranger things I know I know I'm late to the game but it is be sure about this it is not because I was slow finishing the series okay we finished in like three days first episode I went to bed afterwards and I was like depressed I was like this it's not the same. It's over for me. What was the point in waiting all of those years? Um, Will's new haircut makes me ill. I can't. It just was a low point. But I woke up in the morning and I was like, okay, rise and shine, Trent. We're giving this another shot. So I made Trent sit down with me on the couch in our packed up house and watch like two more episodes at like 10 a.m. on a Saturday. So, and I loved everything after that. I really did. Um, also, this is definitely spoiler alert. So, Happy to be back in Hawkins. I was living for the Jim Hopper content. I did tear up at the peanut butter scene. If you know, then you know. Um, it's been so fun to see the kids be all grown up. Um, I've come to the conclusion, I truly believe that Millie Bobby Brown is one of the most talented actresses of this generation. Honestly. I think she... I was. I mean, so I've gone back and I've been watching all of the old ones because, you know, the vibes. It's summer vibes. I've just been loving it. And I'm watching her. I'm like, she's like 11 years old. This is insane. So um, predictions. I, the prediction that matters the most to me currently is that I think Nancy's going to end up with Steve. I'm here for it. Um, Other things I'm coming up that are coming up that I'm so excited for is Only Murders in the Building. Oh, the two Martins are truly the loves of my life. I grew up watching Pure Luck and Father of the Bride, so I'm in heaven very ready for the next season. Do I think it's the best story ever? Mm, I don't, but I am loyal to my Martins, so I will be there on the couch when it drops, ready to go. Um, we have Lightyear. We are big, big Toy Story fans at this house, so Trenton showed me the light when we were dating, 
And now we like talk about the day when we'll show our kids Toy Story. So big excitement for that. Why didn't they just use Tim Allen to voice it? I'm unsure. A little skeptical about that, but we'll be in the theater. So, um, and you have to touch on this because of who I am and who I married. If you're close to us, you know that Trenton is the biggest Star Wars fan you'll ever meet. So we have seen the Kenobi series. We have a friend who has like a little studio theater. So got some friends together, like made a night out of it, had a bunch of treats and like stayed up late for the job. Truly think it was one of the happiest nights of Trenton's life. So, and it was like one of those moments where I was like, life really is just about doing what you like. Like what you think is cool is cool and you just have to go for it. So that's been really fun. So many fun movies. Last one. I have to get this one in. We're going to go see Elvis this week. The Boslerman Elvis. Like I said, we usually really, really like Boslerman. The cast looks incredible. We love Tom Hanks in any role all of the time. So we're really excited. Um, I've seen some things that make me a little bit nervous. Trenton and I were talking that say it's like a lot of hype, but not a lot of substance. But I will update you guys after we watch it. Um, and now we're on to read, which is kind of shameful at this point because I have not read a blessed book in like two months. But what I did do which drive across the country and I conned Trenton into listening to the help, which is always a fan favorite for me. So we were also driving in like the Southern region and it was kind of cool to like have that element to the listening experience while it was like a hundred degrees and humid outside. Um, but yeah, my next read, I'm putting this out there to keep me accountable. I've had my eye on another Amora Tolls book. It's called the rules of civility. I know I'm behind on the game. It's like not a new book, but I've been really excited. And now that we're unpacked, I can just kind of relax a little bit more I'm going to start reading before bed. But you guys, that is it for today. We are, I say we're out of time like we have a clock. I can do whatever I want with this podcast. Obviously, I just took like two months off. But thank you. Thank you for tuning back in. I'm really, really excited to keep building this podcast with you guys. Um, Please make sure to leave me a review or subscribe to this podcast. You get notified when a new episode drops. Other than that, thank you so much for being here and I will see you next Tuesday. Bye. (laughs) 